Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. I found this story online, I thought it was pretty cool. It comes from uh, ua.edu, must be the university down there. It's by a gal named Megan Mitchell. The title of the story is, Alabama's UFO Capital Still Has a Story to Tell. And what I liked about this was, uh, it's about a sighting that happened 30 years ago. We can read the article here, and we can see how a lot of the attitudes are still the same. But we have made a lot of progress in uh, the UFO community as far as investigations go, and as far as uh, how people are treated that actually cite these things. And the article starts off and says, Over 30 years ago, Fred Works saw something he couldn't quite explain. What's easier to explain is the way that Works' sighting changed the DNA of his town forever. Our goes on and says, When Fred Works holds out his hands, palms down, thumbs down, index fingers touching, it's his best attempt to approximate the shape of something he saw in the sky more than 30 years ago. The corners are rounded off, he said, but that's the gist of it. A thick charcoal-colored triangle flew through the night sky with the three lights shining back on its undercarriage. From work from Work's spot on a hillside back in February of 1989, he saw the craft glide toward him before flying off. And he isn't alone. Work's UFO experience began earlier that Friday night when a woman called the local dispatcher to report an immobile light in the sky. When Works got word of the call from the dispatcher, he was just ending his shift at the Fife, Alabama Police Department. Despite his attempt to pass the call off on his boss, then Chief of Police Junior Garmini, Works ended up coming along for the ride. As Garmini and Works headed toward Kelly's Chapel, their caller's location, they spotted the light back to their left. Garmini stopped the car and we looked at it for a bit, Works said. It looked about the size of a street light in the distance. Now I would just interject here and, and remind uh, anyone listening, these are a couple of a couple of guys or a couple of police officers, so they're really going into this thing, I'm sure, quite skeptical. So the fact that they stopped the car to look at it tells me that it must have really got their attention. After trailing the light for some time, several local police officers planned to meet up at the top of Sand Mountain, where they could hopefully get a better look at whatever was flying over to Gallup County. They watched it fly southwest over the valley, Works said, and he thought this night of UFO chasing was over and and said and done with. Garmini drove the patrol car back to Fife with Works, still keeping his eyes to heaven in the passenger seat. Then another call came, this time over the radio. A police officer in Crossville reported that a craft went flying, went over him flying low and fast, Works said. So it sounds like these two guys went out and spent quite a bit of time following this uh, UFO as it flew all over the area. And then finally lost track of it, got back to their cars, and were quite happy to, heading back, to be heading back to the office when they got a phone call letting them know that, no, it was still around. The article continues, With work's eyes on the sky, Garmini pointed the car south and found a place to pull over in the wide, circular driveway of a local farmer. They got out of the car and took a look around. I turned and looked back to the east, Work said. 
I saw a craft flying, coming straight at us over the tree line. Works assumed it must be a plane, but as the craft neared, he realized there was something not quite right about the oncoming craft. Works asked Garmy to shut off the car engine, and the eerie quiet that followed confirmed his suspicion about the craft. Works said it was deadly silent. As it flew overhead, Works scanned it for identifying marks, but came up empty. All he could take in was a dark triangular triangle flying against the starry sky so big that it would have taken hold it would have taken holding a beach ball at arm's length overhead to block it from his sight he said knowing there was something off about the not plane works was still hesitant to consider that it was a ufo instead he surmised that what others might consider a space burger could have been a military aircraft I would think it was probably government property or something, Work said. It was probably some kind of a new craft that we might know about ten years in the future. Work said he hadn't even planned to mention the encounter, except he imagined as a war story passed down at family gatherings. That idea is, is familiar to others who've seen UFOs. In fact, multiple UFO spotters have visited Works to get their stories off of their chest. People are always talking to Fred, Fife Town Clerk Brandy Clayton said. But when reporters got wind of the story, works and the city were inundated with outside opinions and inquiries. While some spectators were purely curious, others painted the town in an inaccurate light. Now, we want to take just a quick second to review what's happened so far. The police has received a phone call from one of the townspeople, the people that they, that they take care of, that they swear to uh, protect that somebody had seen this giant UFO flying over. And the fact is, it wasn't, for the size of this thing, it, it it could not have been an airplane because it could not have been moving that slow. That's the whole point. And we've heard of these things before, these big uh, triangle-shaped or boomerang-shaped craft that are black. It's black on black. You see them flying at night, and they're moving at a slow speed. Frequently, they're seen to take right angles. That just wouldn't be possible in an airplane. But the most important thing to consider here is that what makes these things so unusual is the speed. Because people are frequently frequently able to judge the distance. And so they know these things are going at a much slower speed than a normal jet airplane or a normal airplane at all. They're going so slow, in fact, that in order for something this big to remain airborne, it would have to be using some sort of anti-gravity technology or some sort of gravity manipulating technology. Just the sort of thing that we now, 30 years later, see the Navy trying to secure a patent on. In fact, are securing a patent on. Just the sort of thing that we're told this metamaterial can allow people to do. So back to the article. This says, but when reporters got wind of the story, works in the city were inundated with outside opinions and inquiries. While some spectators were purely curious, others painted the town in an inaccurate light. Well, this is a pattern that we see occurring over and over again. Multiple people witnessed a UFO doing things that, frankly, were not and are not possible with current technology.
They reported it as honestly and accurately as they could. They didn't make judgments, they just reported what they saw. And in response to that, a lot of people were curious, but there was a certain segment of the population, and as it turns out, a certain segment of the news media, that felt that they needed to ridicule, mock, and demean people for accurately and honestly reporting what they'd seen. Now, in my humble opinion, that is not accurate news reporting. Now, the article says, The media wanted to put words in my mouth, then, Work said. Want to put you on a camera. Have a reporter come up and stick a microphone in your face. So, Chief Works, you saw a flying saucer. And I'd say, the last flying saucer I saw, my wife threw at me. Matt Brooks, then a reporter for Jacksonville State University, Chanticleer, particularly rubbed five citizens wrong with his sensationalized interpretation of the sightings. Works said the writer made the townsfolk sound like a bunch of country hicks. If you're thinking about visiting Fife yourself, forget it, then features editor Mike Matt Brooks wrote. The only unidentified thing around here is a brain. The response to the column caused the editor-in-chief to apologize for the reporter's highly exaggerated translations of events. But the college states but the college students and savory words were only one instance of upset for the town. Despite the onslaught of criticism, the Fife community stood by their UFO spotters. I appreciated that there were some people who said, Hey, if Fred and Junior Garmy saw something, then they saw something, Work said. If they told me that a chicken dipped snuff, I'd look under its wing for a snuff box. UFO enthusiast Trace Booth understands the scrutiny that may encroach at the mention of mysterious crafts. Booth, a freshman majoring in environmental engineering, equates this attitude to a lack of open-mindedness. I feel like people who are just skeptical mainly comes from a place of personal bias, Booth said. Basically, they think it's kid stories or myth, but there's a lot of things that we don't personally know the intricacies behind. We believe them anyway. I would have to I would have to kind of disagree with this a little bit, Mr. Booth. The fact is, some people are scared to death to consider you know, the possibility of the of the unknown. And you're right, like a child, they think that they have to either know something or not know something. And if they don't know something, then they dismiss it. So these people react not from a position of curiosity or intellect, but from a curiosity of anger and fear and cruelty. They're not approaching this in a critical uh, cognitive fashion. They're approaching this from an emotional standpoint of panic and anger. And that's where a lot of this debunking and this mocking come from. But there is, however, another group of people, I think, that are actually paid debunkers. And they're put out there by uh, the government or whoever uh, wants to control the narrative. And they are some of the nastiest, um, have some of the nastiest things to say. They, The first thing out of their mouth usually is conspiracy theory or nut or some of the other dog whistle terms they use to try to gain control of the narrative. These people are never interested in a critical scientific analysis of events. They're never they're never interested into uh, just closing their mouth long enough to listen to an eyewitness account and then going from there.
Now, the article concludes by saying, fact or fiction, the response to the UFO sightings had very real repercussions. Despite the backlash the town, fa the town faced, Works remains unshakable in his devotion to Fife. I'll defend my community, Works said. We're like anybody else. There are good people who live around here. It's a good place to live. Now, this is this is some of the the nonsense that we constantly see uh, when when uh, non-believers, doubters, and debunkers are facing the reality of multi-witness uh, witnesses to UFO sightings, especially when those eyewitnesses or UF of UFOs are law enforcement officers. Because you have to remember that when a law enforcement officer steps into the courtroom, his eyewitness testimony takes precedent over anybody else's. And the only thing that has the possibility to even dispute his eyewitness testimony might be a camera. So what we had here was we had a couple of respected law enforcement in the community, along with, well, actually several law enforcement officers, track this boomerang-shaped UFO uh, for a considerable amount of time that night, and witnessed it. And uh, quite a few people in the community also witnessed it. But when they had the courage to come forward and talk about what they saw, the state university there sends this young college kid down to mock, criticize, make fun of, uh, whatever you want to call it, of the witnesses. And there was no journalism involved here whatsoever. It was just a person who was either acting... Uh, from a place of fear and uncertainty and, and uh, treating these witnesses the way he did, or possibly he was sent down there intentionally. We don't know. All we do know for sure is multiple reliable eyewitnesses did see that UFO, and it was, a, it was an amazing thing to see. It was one of these giant uh, triangle, bo triangle uh, boomerang-type UFOs that move at slow speeds, low altitude, and make no noise. They're some of the most interesting ones out there. But I found it to be quite a fascinating article to uh, read, and uh, looking at how the witnesses are treated, it, it kind of brings to mind the old saying, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. You can find the article at uh, cw.ua.edu over there. It's uh, the Crimson White is the is the uh, name of the uh, name of the publication? Very good story. Stop by and read it. Until next time, this is UFO warning over and out.